Good day to you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Film Focus, episode 121, the review for Mortal Kombat. South, East, and West, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I'm your host, the Hypersonic 55, and I'm glad that you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. And here we are, finally getting around to talking about Mortal Kombat, the reboot of the franchise that I've been waiting for in terms of video game adaptations for so long. If you're a regular listener, then you know how much of an emotional journey I've gone on in terms of the lead-up to this film. I even made a whole episode about my hopes and fears for the Mortal Kombat franchise way back when and one of my main criticisms of that film was the decision to have an unknown writer and director on the project as opposed to someone more experienced in the action genre department and the fact that there was no marketing for this film for so long it was ridiculous. My levels of concern were straight through the roof. However, things really turned around at the start of this year when we finally got some pictures and then we got that banging trailer back in February. I did a complete 180. I went from concern to hype. And while I knew that there was a potential chance that the film could still be bad, I was in a hype mode and I was just super excited to see how much this film was referencing its source material while making subtle changes that felt just about nice enough to be worthy of an adaptation. So now that the film is out, what did I think of it? To be honest, mate, I'm really mixed on this film. There is a lot to like and when the film is good, it's a damn good time. However, there are some really questionable slash bad decisions that make the overall experience less than satisfactory and I'm going to be talking about it in this review. But I'm going to change the review up just a tiny bit. While I'll still be talking about story, characters, and presentation as always, I'm going to highlight the pros and cons in each department very specifically. So, sit back, relax, and we're going to jump into this thing. Alright, so first up we're going to be talking about the story, and it can be summed up as the following. MMA fighter Cole Young seeks out Earth's greatest champions in order to stand against the forces of Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. And that is a way for me to summarize the plot without going into the area spoilers. So with the pros, I would say the introduction with Scorpion and Sub-Zero was fantastic. Wonderfully set up their feud. It was wonderfully done and I would say it's probably the highlight of the entire film. It's quite captivating. And then you have the visual and audio references to the games, which were great. If you're a fan of the games, there are so many cool Easter eggs spread throughout the film in subtle and not so subtle ways, but it's just really fun to see how many of those like references that were put into it. The filmmakers really did care about the source material and I appreciate that. And though the mythology and rules of this film were changed from the games, some of the new ideas that they introduced were actually pretty decent. And I like seeing that sort of new spin on the classic MK mythology. But now we move into the cons and mate, some of those are pretty damning. Firstly, there's the marketing, where I feel this film tricked me in terms of thinking that I was going to see a tournament here. 
There is no tournament in this film. This film is more of a prequel to the tournament. And while I don't mind that in concept, the content you have to have in place of what people expect has to be good and substantial. And I feel like this film missed the mark. And while I have gotten over that upon watching it the second time round, it still bothers me that we couldn't just go for a simple tournament fighter as opposed to something that is simple yet convoluted at the same time. And then we have the fact that this film establishes a bunch of new rules in terms of how it operates, yet breaks them and there are no consequences for the person who did it, which is just really bizarre. You don't set up rules if you're going to break them and then not, you know, bring attention to it later on. And then this film has, as I said before, changed the fundamentals of how the lore and mythology of Mortal Kombat works when compared to the games. And there are very specific changes that lead to big changes in terms of how certain characters operate, their origin stories, and how they get their abilities. And while some people may not be fussed about that, these changes were so unnecessary when you had so many great things set up in the games and going ahead if this film gets a sequel, this is going to change a lot about how certain characters and story elements are going to happen going ahead. Alright, and now we move on to the characters. And I enjoyed them for the most part. I think the actors did a good job with the material that they were given. It's just that some of these characters aren't given the right amount of screen time, which leads to certain people being underutilized or just being extended cameos which was you know unfortunate for very specific people so let's start with the pros Josh Lawson killed it as Kano I've never really been a big Kano fan in the games but Lawson elevated this character to new heights he's rude he's in your face constantly swearing and is generally unpleasant and I loved it he had the best lines he had the best reactions to certain things and he had one of my favorite elements of this film where he's just large and in life very silly and he almost felt like he didn't match with the rest of the movie i kind of wish that some of the other characters had taken a leaf out of his book and then just play things a little bit more playfully next up we have sub-zero who's played by joe talsim i knew once he was cast in this film it was going to be fun and he did a really good job with this role he was like this walking killer machine who lurked around like the boogeyman in the shadows and then took people out in brutal and precise ways. I quite enjoyed him 100%. He was cold and efficient and it was cool to see Sub-Zero played up as more of a villain slash horror guy, like a slasher. It was pretty cool. And then you have Jessica McNamee. I hope I'm saying her name correctly. She did a great job as Sonya Blade. She was cool assertive tough and badass and i would also say the same for Macar brooks as Jax. he had the look the confidence and a bit of charm as well those guys were fun i quite like them and then you have cabal who was a small yet noteworthy addition to this film he was pretty funny and i think it was definitely thanks to damon herriman's voice and choice of accent and then you have hiroki sanada who is great in everything and he was really good as scorpion when he was around and now we move into the cons department i feel like this film pulled a godzilla 2014 you remember when brian cranston was heavily featured in the trailers only to show up for 15 minutes and then just disappeared the same sin was committed with scorpion in this film scorpion is great when he's in the film but then he's sort of relegated to the background and then just disappears for a while until like a later point in the film 
This feels more like Mortal Kombat featuring Scorpion as opposed to Scorpion being a part of the main cast. And since this film sold us on the idea that Scorpion and Sub-Zero's rivalry would be at the core of this film, it's there, but it's more like 80% Sub-Zero and 20% Scorpion, maybe down to 15%, which was crazy disappointing. And then you have the villains of Outworld who have no character. We learn nothing about their personalities or motivations save for Sub-Zero and Shang Tsung and to a tiny bit Cabal. But everyone else is relegated to just being a jobber and that sucked, especially because two characters in particular who are fan favorites really get screwed over. And then you have Luli Lin and Max Huang who looked great and embodied their characters as Liu Kang and Kong Lao so well. But the reason they're in the con department is because they were background characters. They needed so much more screen time. And it sucked that they were relegated to the background because of their significance in the game. They are such important and really cool characters, not only individually, but together as well. And for them not to have more screen time was epic disappointment for me. And then you have Sonya and Jax, who fared better than Liu Kang and Kong Lao, but I needed more time with those guys, considering that their friendship and past experiences are at the core of their characters, and we didn't get enough of those guys together. Also, Raiden looked cool and had some decent moments, but I don't think Tadanobo Asano had the oomph that Raiden had from the games. And finally, there's Cole Young, who, as I assumed from the outset, was an unnecessary addition to this film. And this is no beef against Louis Tan. I think he does his best in this film, and he's an actor I quite like, especially from Into the Badlands. But here his character was just meh. This film tries to justify his existence, but I still didn't care for him. He was just dull, uninteresting, and while I felt a little better about his character by the end of the film, I still wish it had been an established character instead of him. And now we move on to the presentation, and for the most part it's pretty good, though not without its faults. So let's start in the prose department with the visuals. The action has some pretty cool moments with some solid fight choreography and my favorite one-on-one -on -one fights in this film would be Scorpion vs. Sub-Zero, Sonya vs. Kano, and Jax vs. Sub-Zero. And obviously the opening sequence with Scorpion vs. Lin Kuei Assassins, really good stuff. And then there's the violence. Since the outset, we were told by the writer, director, and a lot of the cast that this film was going to have that standard violence that you expected from the games. And it delivered, for the most part, with a lot of blood, guts, dismemberment, stabbing, slashing. And it definitely had some really filthy and memorable moments. And I do feel like some of the camera work in this film was pretty good. Some of the cinematography was nice. You had some nice shots that you could freeze frame in this film and probably turn into a wallpaper or it could make for a decent poster. I also appreciate that there was a clear attempt to try and translate as much as possible from the games. And that could be seen with several fight moves, abilities, projectiles, and even some of the fatalities that were ripped straight from the game in a glorious way. One in particular, perfection. And then we just talk about the visual effects in general. I think they were pretty good. There was this interesting balance between using a lot of CGI but then some practical stuff. And while I wasn't sure specifically when it came to Sub-Zero, I felt like there was a great deal done with his uh, 
depiction of ice powers that were really good and it felt like a good blend between digital and uh, practical effects. Also, Goro looked great. Very nicely done. Very nice looking man. And then we move on to the film score, which was done by Benjamin Wolfish, and I think it was great. It was an interesting combination of traditional orchestrated music along with an electronic sound, which the electronic side of things definitely gave me some Tron vibes on a couple of occasions. It has a great mixture of being dramatic, heroic, subtle, scary, and intense, and it definitely amped up the action scenes 100%. And I appreciated also how it was able to incorporate the original Mortal Kombat theme into the score on multiple occasions. And speaking of that Mortal Kombat theme, also known as the Techno Syndrome, the 2021 edition is bloody amazing. I have been vibing to that since it dropped online and I think it is a great modernized take on the original. Whereas the original version was like a 90s rave, this one feels like I guess a more modern dancey dubstepy kind of version and while the dubstep effects do get a little crazy towards the end of the song i think it is a great great new version and i feel like wolfish's score is to be commended 100 and now let's move on to the cons and as good as the action was it felt inconsistent in its quality some fights looked pretty good while other ones were lacking in the unique elements of the fight choreography it didn't feel as tight and some of the um, camera work in there wasn't done as well as I would have liked. And you also have certain fights that are cut off completely. They're so short, they end so abruptly and just like, what is going on? This is severely disappointing, especially considering the characters who were involved in some of those fights. And the editing did go a bit crazy with some of those jump cuts during some of the fights. I would have preferred something closer to Imp Man or the Raid movies where you get to see these fights play out with both people in, you know, full body, seeing how they like interact and exchange punches and kicks. So some of those cuts were a bit too much for my liking. And then you have the look of Outworld, which from the trailers I thought, oh, this is an interesting introduction to what this place looks like with the mountainous desert area that they have however we don't really see much that occupies this world it normally just looks like a giant vast area of nothingness and while we do get to go to some other video game inspired locations later on i felt like i had no idea as to whereabouts in outworld this existed if this was in the same you know area or not Alright, and now we've reached our conclusion, and after all that, you probably think I didn't enjoy the film, but that's definitely not the case. While Mortal Kombat wasn't the slam dunk I wanted it to be, I still had a lot of fun with it. There's a lot of time and attention and care that was put into this film, and referencing the source material. I just feel like it went in certain directions that it just didn't need to, and it could have just streamlined a lot of BS, and just stuck to a lot more of the fun and goofy and simple elements that make the game so captivating. I do believe that there's a solid foundation to build off of and produce a better sequel. If they just do the simple tournament format with some shady stuff going on in the background and take some inspiration from Mortal Kombat 9, then there is definitely a chance for success if you follow that format. As for your enjoyment of this film, it will depend on whether you're a fan of the games or not. And if you are a fan, whether you can accept the changes that were made or if you're a casual audience member, whether you'll be able to take in what's happening and not feel alienated. Right now, the conversation surrounding this film is all over the place, but I do hope the film gets a sequel with a better balance between seriousness and campiness. 
something that's a little bit more self-aware of the craziness going on, sort of like how John Wick and the Fast and Furious series has progressed, just knowing what it was and then just building upon that. So that's been my thoughts on Mortal Kombat. A mixed bag, but still something worth watching in my opinion. And now I turn it over to you guys. What did you think about Mortal Kombat? Did you enjoy it? Did you dislike it? Did you hate it? Did you love it? Any of those things above, let me know in the comment section below or holler at me online where I'm at Hypersonic 55 or at Film Focus 55. Check out the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes and Spotify. And yeah, that will do it for another episode of Film Focus. Thank you for listening as always. And until the next time, this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out. Peace.